This is Everyday Wealth with award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and personal finance expert Gene Chatsky. When you are dealing with your clients and they're talking about, yeah, I, I, I want to leave money specifically so my kid can start a business, specifically for college, specifically so they can buy a home. I mean, those are all strings. How do you discuss that with them? I know many parents talk about if I were to leave a legacy to my child and they got a divorce, I don't want their spouse that they've divorced to have some of my money. So that's another reason why why people may want to put some strings in there. Or if you have one of your beneficiaries who may be a special needs person, somebody that may not be able to manage their own assets. It's about all these loved ones that I'm giving the money to. Are they capable of managing this money? Are they capable of protecting themselves uh, in case life gets in the way? Do you have conversations with your clients around how to educate their kids? Because I think this is a giant gap. Um, you know, and, and I'll be the first to confess, I have not done a good job with my kids outside of saying I'm leaving you nothing because I, <laughs> I want them to want to work and get jobs and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I just we just haven't talked about it. And I think that's a mistake. I think if I was and I haven't had this conversation with my kids either, but now I'm thinking it's time. I think I would want an advisor in the mm, room. I yeah. think I might want, you know, somebody to protect me from saying the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll also maybe talk to the kids even together. Where I want my clients to have that, that, that talk more with their children actually is who is going to be responsible for getting things started when I'm no longer here? I mean, it's a big burden. Clients just assume that you know what, my oldest child or my child that is a financial planner, you know, will be the executor on my estate and, and not really ask permission uh, of that child to to take on that burden or, or maybe, you know, not let the other children aware that when something happens to me, uh, so-and-so is going to step in and they are in charge of the paperwork of contacting the financial planner. That is definitely a conversation that needs to be had even if we are not ready to have the dollars and cents conversation. Because things change a lot, unforeseen things can happen to where the money can dwindle to nothing, there is still going to be something within your estate that needs to be dealt with when you pass. So talking to the kids also regularly about whether or not they can still handle it. I know that when I had kids, I mean, I was the person that my parents chose But when I had kids, I had to have the conversation around, this may not be the best time for me if something were to happen to you with a three-year-old and a one-year-old to try to figure things out. So maybe we should bring in, you know, uh, my sister or or somebody else that maybe we can be co-executors of the estate at that time. It is such a big job and and it is a tremendous burden, but all the more reason, I think, Rose, to have these conversations, not just about your estate plan, but about your finances generally. What about being fair, Rose? If we've got, I don't know, a million dollars and four kids, does everybody get a quarter million dollars? That's the decision for the person who wants to bestow legacy to their children. Some people just want to be, uh, you know, equitable. Everything needs to be equal and everybody's happy. We have many clients that may be a little bit more targeted, children that have different levels of wealth. 
Does this one need more than the other? I've had a client who, you know, all of their children has a home but one and wanted to make sure that the family home is left to the one that doesn't have a house yet. So fairness depends. Some will think that it is fair to leave the child who may not be earning as much income, more of that wealth, more of that legacy than the one who may be better off. Either way, that conversation needs to be had because there will be nothing worse than you passing away and one finding out that they are getting quote unquote more and not understanding what your intentions were. Another situation is if one child is caring for you. I've had a client who unfortunately had to leave their job because mom uh, was uh, beginning uh, to develop some signs of dementia. Uh, The other uh, sister is outside of the state. She had to take some financial uh, burden in order to take care of mom until mom passes away. Thank goodness they sat with an estate planning attorney. They sat with me as a financial planner. We walked through all the different scenarios and had a plan in place to not leave that caregiver in a situation where she may be worse off than she would have if she didn't get more. Um, so, But those conversations needed to be open so that the other person that is involved, the other sister, knows why you know, so-and-so is getting more than me is because she had to go from a full-time job to a part-time job. So, Rose, obviously, we've been talking about the market and also the downward trend of the market of late, uh, week after week. And I'm curious how you think about that for estate planning, right? Because it's about what you think you're going to leave. Well, what if what you think you're going to leave you actually don't have or you don't have at this moment? How, how do you navigate that? This is why sitting down in, with your financial planner and with an estate planning attorney is so important so that you don't make these mistakes. You cannot say, I'm going to leave you know, Tesla stock to John. So if the markets are down and you pass away because you said the Tesla stock is the same value as the Walmart stock, but John likes Tesla, so John gets Tesla. And one stock goes down further than the other, and now that idea of fairness, that idea of equity that you are trying to achieve is lost, right? You can do that with tangible assets like the beach house or the Corvette or something like that because they will always be what they are. I love but your you cannot do that. By the way, <laughs> I know. the beach house and the Corvette. I want to come live with so both. that is getting the beach house and the Corvette. <laughs> and the oh, Corvette. I get you know? the Corvette. I'll take them both. Gene gets the Tesla stock, right? But that means that Gene <laughs> the is tanking Tesla stock. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gene is going to get less than Soledad in that case if if you are trying to just say the value of, of this. We have clients who say, you know what, while I am still living, I would love to witness my legacy. I would love to give some of my kids help with down payment, help with their children's college and so forth and so on. This is why discussing those with your financial planner is so important because if you were doing it and it was not, uh, you know, a a good strategy and you didn't think about market volatility, now you may not have enough for your own life, nonetheless, the legacy that you want to leave your family. So one simple way is to just state the percentage that each of those who are inheriting will get. So then the, the, the Corvette can be valued, the house can be valued, the stocks will be valued when you pass away, and each will get a percentage of your estate. Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky is sponsored by Edelman Financial Engines. To learn more, visit our website, everydaywealth.com. 